Ten years ago, we sold everything we owned in a five-day gum tree sale, which is the UK equivalent of Craigslist, generated a princely sum of £900, jumped on a plane with our four-year-old under our arm and haven't looked back since. It all came about when a week earlier I had attended an online marketing conference in London to see my good friend at the time, Daniel Wagner, sprinkle his magic on stage. A compelling and engaging speaker, I was always in awe of how he resonated with an audience. Sat at the back of the room with his then-girlfriend, Lever, she told me how they were travelling around Europe for the summer. Having visited their gorgeous apartment in Cyprus earlier that year, I joked, you're not looking for house-sitters while you're gone, are you? Well, that was that. She said yes. I called my partner, who is an action-taker like none other, and by the time I returned home on the Sunday afternoon, all of our worldly possessions were for sale on Gumtree. By the following weekend, we were sitting on a balcony overlooking the beautiful blue Mediterranean Sea, not a cloud in the sky, glass of wine in hand. Since that day, we have visited and lived in over 30 different countries and have plans to experience many more. However, it's not all chocolate and roses, especially with a child. We've had our fair few challenges along the way, have learnt a lot and have made plenty of mistakes. However, it's quite possibly been the most interesting, eye-opening and mind-broadening 10 years I've ever had, particularly seeing my hubby in a pair of cut-off women's stockings acting as a pair of knick-knack paddywhacks in a massage parlour. I'll go into that in a bit, but first, here's some of my lessons. Wouldn't you love to build a business you can run from anywhere in the world, whether that be your kitchen table or a beach in Fiji? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Your Lifestyle Business, the show where I bring you into my life as a traveling entrepreneur and along with some of my awesome guests, give you tips and strategies for building your own freedom business. Welcome to the show. Let's make it happen. Hello there, how are you doing? Joe here and welcome to another episode of the Your Lifestyle Business Podcast. And today we're talking about the top lessons that I've learned from 10 years traveling the world. I'm a little bit premature with my 10-year episodes actually because uh, it's not quite 10 years until the beginning of next year. But hey, um, I thought I'd record these now because I've just got so many things I want to tell you. So here are some of my biggies. Lesson number one, burn the boats, my friend, burn the boats. <laughs> Although I had been overseas plenty of times in my life, heading to Spain and the Canary Islands regularly on childhood holidays, heading off to the Greek islands on girl trips in my 20s, this was the first time I had ever done anything which seemed, at the time, so wildly crazy. I had a daughter, a four-year-old at that. I had a mortgage. I had responsibilities, right? Sell up everything and just go was something out of my wildest dreams. And yet, at the time, it just felt like the right thing to do. I didn't have time to get nervous or scared. We just did it. What followed was an unbelievable journey of recording videos on the beach, building a business from a balcony with the most amazing view, traveling through Thailand for the first time en route to Australia, and within nine months, my first six-figure launch. This is what I mean by burning the boats. I had rented my house out, sold everything I owned, said goodbye to family and friends, and if we wanted to keep living the life, we had to find a way to make money. So, over the course of a year, I went on to launch a six-figure business. And if you watch episode 88 of my Make It Happen Monday videos on YouTube, I go through exactly what I did to make that happen. And I'll link to that in the, in the show notes. But in brief, I worked my pants off to build an audience and launch a membership site. 
Now, I think it's important to say at this stage that when I started, I knew very little about running any kind of online business or technology or the internet. In fact, I didn't even know a URL started with HTTP when I started. I remember a guy on uh, the Warrior Forum at the time making me feel very stupid that I thought all internet web addresses started with www and not HTTP. That is how little I knew about the internet back then, about how everything worked. Um, and so I went from a total internet moron to $117,000 in nine months. So believe me when I say, if I can do it, you can do it. So what boats are you prepared to burn, my friend, to get out there and to live your dreams? I'll leave that one up to you. All right, lesson number two. There's no need to be a millionaire. I think we all have this kind of view in our, our life that we have to start a business that's going to make us millions before we can go out and live the life we want to live. And it's just simply not true. Um, very quickly, when we started traveling, we started to spend a lot of time in Thailand. The weather here is amazing. I'm in Thailand as I record this. The food's out of this world. The people are super friendly. But the best part is it was, where we're living now in Phuket, it was cheap, 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 cheap. You could get decent apartments and small houses for less than a couple of hundred bucks a month. A meal with beer, by the way, for two of us would be less than a fiver. And we weren't paying car payments, gym payments, internet, phone contracts, electricity, water. All of that stuff mounts up at home, but you don't have it when you're traveling. You buy a cheap SIM at the airport, your bills and your Wi-Fi and stuff are all wrapped up in your accommodation and you exercise by swimming in the sea and walking about exploring the country. You just don't have the same kind of expenditure and you can travel very, very cheaply. Now, stupidly, as I record this, we've actually allowed ourselves to get trapped into the expat lifestyle and therefore over the last few years, our expenses have exploded. Um, but not for much longer because we're actually going to get on the road again next year and I will save that story for another podcast. In fact, lots of podcasts probably coming up next year as we go gallivanting around the world. But the key thing to remember is that you do not need to be a millionaire to travel the world. So a little bit of digging um, and investigation and you can find out exactly the kind of money you need to travel the world and then start to focus your efforts on that if it's something that you really want to do as opposed to thinking that you need seven figures a month in order to do it. All right, number three, um, a lesson I learned is that it's quite challenging to focus. So when you are moving around, it can be very challenging to run your business on the go. Firstly, there's so much you want to see. You want to be out and about exploring most of the time um, and seeing the sights and getting involved in the culture. The last thing you want to be doing is actually sitting inside working on your computer. Secondly, it can be super disruptive if you're not used to it. Um, so you could start something and then travel and then try and refocus on a task. So it can get very kind of disruptive in your whole mindset, especially if you're somebody who tends to rely on routine. Now, nowadays, some years later, I can write wherever I am. I make videos wherever I am, on the beaches, wherever. I talk to my team wherever I am. In fact, I made a video. I found it the other day on my YouTube channel when I was in a toilet <laughs> on an airplane heading to New Zealand. It was clean. I was not on the toilet. I was simply in the toilet making the video. It's very funny and I will link to it 
it's actually very funny I was killing myself laughing watching it and I will link and you're not supposed to laugh at yourself are you but I do regularly um and I'll link to it in the show notes so um I'm a lot more versatile now than I was in the beginning but even now especially if we cross time zones it can be quite a challenge to keep up the momentum so there is a bit of a trick to this and that is you create stuff in batches to make sure that you're prepared and you have content ready to go if it takes a few days to readjust. So let's say you're a blogger, you tend to write blog posts in batches so you get a few weeks content ready. If you're a podcaster, you do the same. If you're a video maker, you do the same. You know, whatever you're doing, it's, it's, it's about trying to create stuff in batches so that you can have a little bit of time off and travel. But also think the content that you get while traveling is phenomenal because you get the most amazing photos and stories and all of that kind of stuff. So pros and cons, pros and cons. Um, all right, lesson number four. Oh gosh, you have to be willing to get out and connect with people. It's so important because another challenge from traveling actually is that it can get quite lonely. Travel by its very nature is very transient and you're going to meet people who are either also traveling or on holidays um, and you'll kind of meet them as either they or you are passing through. So you could make like a really good friend and then, I mean, we've got some amazing friends now across the world, but we don't see them from year to year. We've got a fa fabulous family that we're great friends with in America. I don't think we've seen them for like seven years because uh, we met them on holiday. They live in America, we live in Thailand and, you know, never the twain shall meet kind of thing. But uh, when I get married next year, um, I've got friends coming from France, friends coming from America, friends coming from England, friends coming from Australia, friends coming from, you know, you name it. They're coming from all over the world. So New Zealand, um, you know, you name it, they're coming. So that's also phenomenal about meeting people on your travels. But this is also what I love about social media and the online world. You can connect with so many people and alleviate any loneliness you may feel. My recommendation is to try and get on Skype as much as possible and actually face-to-face -face talk with people. Create a small networking group or have an accountability partner, but don't try to do everything yourself in your own little bubble behind your computer because it will really burn you out and it could lead to really depression, almost depression. Trust me, I've been there, I've done it. Um, so you have to connect with as many real people as you can, either via Skype or by getting out and into the community and meeting people. Um, so, so important. All right, so that was lesson number four. Lesson number five, I've called this the confidence code because traveling undoubtedly increases your confidence and it stretches your comfort zone without you even realizing it to be honest with you like the time I went backpacking across India with my sister or up in a hot air balloon in Myanmar or my first time in China when I realized they didn't allow Google all of these little experiences add up to you becoming more worldly wise more practical more problem solving more independent braver and more confident which bleeds into the rest of your life you'll find yourselves doing things that you never thought you would like right now you might be worried about making a video or releasing a new blog post or confessing to your husband about the small dent in the car <laughs> but go traveling and these kind of things will be the least of your worries your mind will broaden so much you'll do things that you never thought you would do and your confidence will grow as a result of that in fact 
after a few years traveling. Lesson six, make a difference. Let me tell you a story. After a beautiful bike ride through a small Cambodian village where I'd been surrounded by kids, all desperate to be in a picture with a strange white woman, we arrived to a large community of wooden huts on stilts. There were men and kids as naked as the day they were born, jumping in and out of boats, dragging fishing nets and looking both playful and industrious at the same time which is what I strive for in my daily life, by the way, playful and industrious. I turned to my guide and I asked him, strange question perhaps, but I asked him what people here strive for. What is it they wanted? What, you know, what was, what was their whole kind of mindset about their daily life? And his answer was simple. To survive, he said. They need to eat. So they fish all day in order to feed their families, feed their community. They work together. And their whole mindset is to survive. There's no time for personal development or finding oneself or building a lifestyle business or exploring their creativity. They simply need to survive. And these people would give you their last bowl of rice if they felt you needed it more than they. Let me tell you that right now. They're incredible. Now, after a few countries of experiencing this most basic human need, you begin to realise, I don't want to get too deep here, but you do, you begin to realise how abundant the West is and how because of various reasons, mostly corrupt, that I won't go into on this podcast, how huge the gap truly is between those who have and those who have not. And without doubt, it gives you reasons bigger than yourself for wanting to create the lifestyle you strive for. To put yourself in a position where perhaps you can have a greater impact on the world as a whole. It gives a far greater meaning actually to the words make a difference and give back. And don't ever think that you cannot have an impact. Each and every one of us simply by experiencing the world and then sharing the stories begin to have an impact. And if we can do more, if we want to do more, then all power to you my friend. But by experiencing and and being a part of these cultures and seeing this kind of thing, you just will not believe the effect it has on you as a person. It so stretches the mind that you can really never go back. You know, it's like Elastigirl from The Incredibles, you know, never, ever actually being able to go back to her normal size because she's stretched too far. Does that make sense? (laughs) All right. Lesson number seven. (laughs) 15 minutes of fame? Question mark. While on the Great Wall of China a couple of years back, I was heading up to one of the watchtowers. Actually, it was a really funny story. I think I've told it somewhere else, but I'm going to tell it now in case you haven't heard it. I wasn't actually heading up to one of the watchtowers. I was actually standing there debating with my sister whether or not I was going to go up to one of the watchtowers because it was actually very steep and she was not going to go. And I was like on this whole I want to challenge myself kind of thing. Anyway, so I was kind of wandering up the steps contemplating it when a very recognisable face and his entourage walked past me. I shouted down to my sister, Natalie. I said, it's Mark Zuckerberg. No, it's not, she shouted back. It's Chris Martin. (laughs) Well, at the time, Mark Zuckerberg, who it actually was, turned, laughed and carried on walking up the steps. Well, Periscope was all the range back then. Wow, when was that? 2000 and... Oh, God. 13, maybe? I can't remember now. Anyway, um, Periscope was all the range. And I flicked my video camera on... And of course, I attempted to chase him up the steps. Well, hasten to add, he is a lot younger and fitter than I am. 
So although I was able to have a quick convo with a couple of his team and I did get quite a good close-up kind of side shot of him as I was desperately trying to get my breath back at the top of the steps at the watchtower because I had basically legged it up the stairs to the watchtower. I hadn't just challenged myself by walking. I'd literally ran up there trying to chase him. He was really fast. So by the time I got to the top, he'd gone through the watchtower, gone and had a little explore, come back. I was practically on my knees <laughs> trying, trying to get my breath back. So the most I got was a quick picture of him as he walked back past me down the steps. But hey, <laughs> my claim to fame is that I was on the wall with Mark Zuckerberg and I had the most number of people watching my periscope ever. So the moral of the story is when you're out and about in the world you never know who you might meet. You never know whether you're going to get your little 15 minutes of fame. Very funny story. Anyway, lesson number eight. It's a complicated lifestyle. Travelling can become super complicated. Um, it's because things like your bank accounts, your taxes, your medical care, your phone contracts, all of that kind of stuff. Um, because if you're traveling full time, you're not now essentially a resident of your own country. So your local doctor's surgery may take issue with that. If your credit card gets hacked, your new one's probably going to be sent to an address in your home country. Sometimes you need a home country telephone number to access apps and bank accounts and things like that on your phone. You may now be classed as a digital nomad, etc., etc. Now, don't let this stop you going. You have to just figure it all out on the road like we did, but you just need to be aware and look into this stuff. Um, my biggest recommendation that you do not leave home without is travel insurance. You get that from the get-go. And I should 100% become an affiliate of a travel insurance company, but I am not. Uh, so some really good resources are nomadicmat.com, the nomadcapitalist.com and worldtravelfamily.com if you want to travel with your family. They are really good resources for all this kind of stuff. I don't cover this kind of stuff. I just talk about the fun stuff. <laughs> I just want to talk about the fun stuff. Um, but you just do need to be aware that this stuff happens. So I will post those links in my show notes and you can go and have a look at those and um, go and do some research. But don't let it stop you going, okay? Get out there first because you won't know and you can't possibly prepare for everything that's going to happen. So the very best thing to do is to get yourself some travel insurance get on the road and then figure it out as you go, you know, and there's all these, there's so many digital nomads now that there is not a question that has not been experienced or answered online somewhere. All right, lesson number nine for us. Oh, caught in a trap, there's no turning back. Don't actually know that song very well. It's very easy, as we did over time, especially when you start to earn a bit of money to fall into the expat trap because you're traveling um, you might get a little bit tired of all the travel at some point you find a nice little place you settle for a while a while becomes six months six months becomes two years two years becomes five or more all of a sudden you look around you're living in a bigger house you have more stuff you have a car you're going to the local gym you need to pay bills and all of a sudden you realize that you're living exactly the same life you were living at home, just in a different country, miles and miles away from all of your family and friends. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, essentially, if that's what you're actually looking for long term. 
if that is actually what you'd love to do, pick up life from where you are now and go and move it to somewhere super hot on a beach, happy days. Or pick up life where you are right now and go live somewhere super cold in the snow, happy days if that's what you're looking for. But actually, if your goal was and is to travel and see the world and one day you look up and realise you've stopped then you have to get up, my friend, and keep going. And this is actually precisely where we find ourselves as I record this podcast. Life just got so easy. Things just fell into place until I just stopped and looked around and realised there was so much more of the world I had yet to conquer. Now, I'll talk more about our future plans in another episode, especially as we now have a teenager. I mean, she's 13 as we speak, but we are going to pick up and go again. You know, it's something we really want to do. But the reason for including this as a lesson here is that it's so easy for this to happen almost without you being fully aware of it. It's one of those things where life just suddenly passes you by and you go, hold on a second, this isn't quite what I had planned. So you have to be self-aware enough to kind of wake up and ask yourself, is this what I really, really wanted? And then lesson number 10, I kind of touched on this in my earlier lessons, but it does, it stretches the mind irrevocably. I have changed. I'm a totally different person now to the person I was 10 years ago. Well, maybe not totally different, still a bit mad, but I see the world completely differently now. Travel expands your mind. The small daily struggles that you get consumed by in normal society become less important. As I started to say in lesson six, the culture in the West is so abundant that we have, in my humble opinion, far too much time to dwell on why we are or aren't happy. I'm not even going to go into self-help and how much this constant need to find happiness or be happier or whatever I believe is actually having the reverse effect and making us less happy. If we actually stopped focusing so much on what we wanted and looked outside of ourselves, maybe we would actually be happier. Especially when you experience some of the horrors of what's happening or has happened in the world around you. The killing fields in Cambodia the Peace Memorial in Hiroshima, the War Museum in Ho Chi Minh City, the slums in India, the migrant worker camps in Thailand, the rates of infanticide and female subjugation in India and China, which can be experienced, by the way, firsthand, just visiting these countries. You really start to question what's really important in life. And for me, That's manifested itself as the realisation every single day of how incredibly lucky I am. How lucky I was to be born into a country of freedom and opportunity. And that knowledge alone makes me, on a day-to-day basis, a far happier person. So they're my biggies. I'm sure there are many more lessons I could share with you, but I would say these are my big 10. Before we go, you're probably wondering why my partner was wearing a pair of women's stockings um, that were acting as a pair of knick-knack paddywhacks in a massage parlor. In fact, you probably don't even know what I'm talking about by knick-knack paddywhacks. I'm talking about, of course, knickers, pants. Um, And basically, there are lots of massage parlors in Thailand. Lots of ones that are very above board, by the way, that I frequent myself. Um, And they, in the posh ones, it's the posh ones <laughs> where they give you these wick cut off women's stockings because what they want you to do is undress so that they can do an oil massage um, but they also want you to retain your dignity so they give you these cut off women's stockings that you can then put on like as a makeshift pair of knicks knickers or as a makeshift bra to give you a massage so sorry not as juicy as it sounded but it was a good opener right um 
so that's it thank you so much I hope that this has been an enjoyable podcast for you do let me know which lesson resonated with you the most the best place to come and have a chat with me of course is in the Facebook group just search for your lifestyle business on Facebook and come and join the fun in the meantime live life on purpose and of course as always make it happen thanks for listening speak again next week Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. To join in the conversation, please head over to yourlifestylebusiness.com where you can find links to podcasts, show notes, and sign up to download my free ebook, How to Build a Business You Can Run, from anywhere in the world. Also, make sure you come and join our Facebook community. Just search for Your Lifestyle Business on Facebook and you'll soon be sharing ideas with like-minded entrepreneurs all on the same journey. Lastly, if you have a moment, please subscribe and quickly rate this podcast on iTunes. It takes a tenth of a second to hit the little stars and your rating will ensure it gets out to more people and impacts as many as possible with the message, make it happen. Thank you so much. See you next time.